Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another edition of Preps Podcast. This is Kyle Neddenrip from the Indy Star. And uh, we're going to be talking some basketball today and we're going to break it up into three different segments. And uh, first off, we'll be talking with Sincere McMahon of Crispus Addicts. Uh, Sincere uh, led Addicts to their first city championship since 1962. Uh, made the Indian All-Star team. We're going to talk to him about his recruiting process. Uh, he was kind of throwing a curveball late in, this, late in the game uh, as he was committed to Western Illinois. Then, then uh, reopened his process. Uh, after a coaching change there and uh, committed to Western Carolina. Uh, so we'll go through that with him as well as his senior year he had, the uh, the, the sectional at Lawrence Central and uh, the, the attic season in general. Uh, then we'll be talking with Connor Hickman, a junior all-star from Bloomington South. Uh, with his, He had a really remarkable uh, junior year, uh, helped Bloomington South to a 26-0 record. And, uh, you know, his, his role on that team, also his recruiting process and kind of how things have changed uh, now with uh, AAU kind of under wraps until at least July. Uh, if not totally this summer, and how that's changed uh, things for him as, as he goes through that process. Uh, then in the third segment, we'll be talking with Jeremy Roush from uh, Fort Wayne Snyder, the, uh, the basketball coach there. Uh, he is, uh, with with the help of other coaches, uh, put together a website called feelforthegame.com, and it's a, kind of a way for coaches to connect connect from around the state, uh, different uh, uh, articles and and, uh, uh, things put on that website that can be helpful for coaches and and fans in general, I think, might find it interesting. So uh, we talked to Jeremy uh, in the third segment about what he's doing there. So uh, stay tuned. Our first segment, of course, with Sincere McMahon, and then we will talk to Connor Hickman and uh, Jeremy Roush. So enjoy the show for today, and thanks a lot for, for being with us. Well, here with our first segment on uh, Preps Podcast for this week, and uh, we're talking with Sincere McMahon, the uh, Crispus Attic senior uh, who committed to Western Carolina here recently and uh, coming off a, a really uh, strong senior season. Uh, Sincere averaged uh, 26 points a game, uh, 4.8 assists. Addicts was 19-6 and six this year. And uh, one city for the first time uh, since 1962, which uh, quite an accomplishment. And uh, sincere, I know it's been a, you know, it, it's been a couple months now since we've seen you, like anybody, right. uh, as we go through this uh, pandemic situation. But you know, just uh, you know, when you look back at this senior year, you know, what what do you think you'll remember the most about you know playing for Addicts and and, and kind of leading this team uh, where it ended up going this year? Um, I would really say probably like. Just one single thing I'll probably say I remember the most is just winning city. Like, that was probably one of the craziest things, or even maybe going to semi-state. Um, with addicts, just everything with the school, like, they just full out support you. No matter if you're losing by 50 or winning by 50, the school just supports you so much. So I just love that about them. You guys had a chance in the uh... – 
in the sectional. Was a remarkable sectional tournament uh, at Lawrence Central, the sectional 10. Uh, we knew it would be, and it, and it lived up to the billing. Uh, such a great week of basketball, and I know kind of bittersweet for you, uh, you know, you get that first win against uh, Cathedral the second time you beat them this year, uh, including the sectional or including the city, and then uh, you go on and, and nearly take down Lawrence North uh, in that game. How, how often have you kind of replayed that game in your mind? You, you guys had the lead uh, late in that game and uh, had Lawrence North on the ropes, and uh, they ended up pulling it out. Lawrence North, a great team in their own right, but uh, how, was that a tough one to get over for you? Um, I still watch that game. To this day, I actually watched it yesterday. Like, I watched the other thing from start to finish. It's just tough. Like, yes, it's just little mental mental lapses that we had as a team and stuff. We were a little bit mentally stronger and, you know, probably more prepared for the moment or for the situation. Uh, we would have pulled it out, hopefully. But it just stings really bad because I know we could have won. Yeah, it was a great game, just as as many of those games were. And the in the following night with uh, Warren Central and and Lawrence North was also uh, another great game. How much fun was that just to play in that? You know, and we can talk about as things went on a little bit later. But just to play that week in that sectional, uh, you know, Tony Perkins and, and Malik Stanley, and you can go up and down each team's roster with all the great players. Uh, you know, right. DeAndre Davis and Nigel Pack, obviously. Um, you know how how much fun was it just to be in that environment that week at, uh, at Lawrence Central? It was so much fun. Just every game packed, and I even even though it was bittersweet, I even went to the Warren and Ellen game the next night. And it's just like even playing in it, like it's different from playing in it. But even in a crowd, you feel like the intensity in a game. So it's just crazy. Like you don't really get to play in many of those types of games like that. Uh, maybe in college, but. Those high school games where it's packed, gym packed, everybody sitting on the floor, you don't really get that back. What, what's that like? I mean, I, I've covered a lot of these games, but, you know, I'm, I'm on the sideline. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm nervous in my own right for the for you guys, but uh, what's it like being on the floor in, in, the, in those type of games? Are, are you nervous, or what, what's, what's the feel, feeling like for you? Uh, I would say for me, like, to start the game, I'm always a little, like, nervous, like got a little butterflies, but then once, like, the game get about – you know, probably halfway through the first quarter, I really just zone out and I just forget, really forget about everything and everybody that's there. It, it, do you kind of feed off the crowd? Yeah, definitely a little bit. I know a lot of people may not even remember this, but Sincere was part of the uh, the Tinley team uh, as a freshman uh, with Eric Hunter and that group. You know what? You know how much did you learn from from playing with 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 Eric, and and how much did that maybe carry over to what you ended up doing at at, at Attics? Uh, I still talk to Eric every day. I've learned he didn't taught me everything from school to work ethic, from everything how I carry myself off the court. Like I took so much from him from freshman my sophomore years. I probably I could thank him for so much right now. And he was just a great role model to have. And playing for Purdue right now, he's still playing, still putting up good numbers. So he just a, was a good person to watch for two years. Right, of course, Eric Hunter now uh, playing at Purdue and has really improved a lot even in his time there. But, Sincere, I wanted to ask you, too, about, you know, kind of, you know, in the aftermath, you know, you guys were out of the tournament after the sectional, but uh, did you – I ended up writing a story about sectional 10 and all the unfortunate, you know, people who tested positive and, and – Yeah, that was crazy. You know, I, I know six people who have died who were there. Uh, did you experience any any ill effects after the sectional or no people who did? Actually, I got – I think I caught like a little flu, maybe a cold flu, 
Like, I think maybe a couple days after, like during that week, I missed like two days of school. I was sick. So I don't know. You never know what it could have been. Pretty scary time. I know uh, the LN team actually they they uh, went through it a little bit too the following week and and yeah, Shamar. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. fortunately was uh, you know for guys your age it, it seemed to be less uh, life threatening uh, right. th- than people who were older. But you know sincere you also had a uh, you know a situation where. Uh, Coach Billy Wright is out at Western Illinois. That was the the school you were committed to. Uh, So you had to kind of restart the process, ended up committing to Western Carolina. Uh, Kind of take us through what what went on behind the scenes with you as far as that goes. What what was your uh, recruitment like, you know, having to go through it again at that late stage? Uh, Like, it was really, like, kind of – that happened, like, right before the week of sectional. So it's kind of – like, there was a lot going on at that time. Like, I got a week of sectionals. Then I'm still thinking about, like, where what's going to be my next move or whatever. So, I, But then that week I just kind of focused on just, you know, getting my team through sectionals and stuff, and I was trying to focus on after. But after, um, I guess, Western Carolina, they were already in my um, recruiting. So after that, like, after they heard I was released or I got released, they were on me quickly, like, me and Coach Rack and Coach Prosser, they talked to me every day. Like, I can't remember a day they didn't reach out to me and make sure I was feeling good, um, telling me about their team, their campus, and making sure I felt wanted. So um, just building a relationship with those coaches, that played probably the biggest part of my decision. What, what do you know about Western Carolina? What what kind of program is it? What uh, you know? I, I, I'm guessing you had a pretty good relationship with the coaches already, you know, because they had recruited you. But uh, were they, you know, what what do you know about them, and how do they see you fitting into what they do down there? Uh, they're in the tough conference in the Southern Conference, one of the top uh, thirteen conferences in the country. And um, they were, I think, 19 and 12 last year. Like, they had one of the biggest jumps from, uh, like, new coaches. Like, Coach Prosser, he's really a winning coach. Like, everywhere he's been, he's been doing nothing but winning games. So, uh, just playing that. And then his father is um, Skip Prosser. He mm-hmm. used to coach at Wake, For- Wake Forest with Chris Paul. And so, uh, basically, <clears throat> me and Coach Prosser talked about, talked a lot about how he took a lot of his father's philosophies and, just know how to coach a point guard and that he see he sees so much potential in me just a lot past my shooting and my dribbling he knows I can play off the ball and they've been uh, they watched me in AAU before I even felt like my game was all the way developed and they even showed that um that they believed in me then and once the senior year came along and I was already even committed to Western Illinois I just felt myself getting better and better and they said themselves they was watching me all season so they seen that uh jump and I know that uh, they can, you know, take me to the next level. Did you have much idea, sincere, uh, that uh, you know, Western Illinois' coaching situation was it was in flux at all, or did that come as a complete surprise to you? Surprise! Like I was, I was in practice, and I was thinking I was in trouble. My coach, uh, Coach <laughs> Hawkins, comes to me and was like, "Come, come see me in my office." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" <laughs> and then I just go to my office, and he tells me that I'm like, "Well," but then he tells me he's like. You know, you had a great season this year, so I really, he was telling me I just really wasn't worried a lot about it, and schools are going to come talk to me and just try to go through the process. But the process was a lot different this time than it was before I had committed uh, earlier in my decision. Was it pretty easy for you? I mean, knowing, knowing a lot about Western Carolina, or did, were you kind of starting from a, from a ground zero perspective again? 
Mm, I would say a ground zero because I really wasn't trying to rush a decision too fast. I was trying to listen to every school that, you know, gave their pitch to me or whatever. But I just, you know, you want to go where you feel most wanted, where you can make an impact. Well, and I thought, Sincere, uh, you made the Indian All-Star team this year, and we're talking to Sincere McMahon, uh, Chris Posadik's uh, senior guard, and, uh, you know, ended up making the Indian All-Star team. Uh, was that a was that a big goal for you going into this year? And, and you know, ha- at what point did you feel pretty good about maybe having a shot at that opportunity? Uh, it was definitely a goal of mine. Um, last year I made the All-Star team, but it's for a team. So, like, I kind of feel like, you know, like I had a good junior season. But I definitely had to crank it up a couple notches for me to be an Indian All-Star. So it was definitely a goal of mine. And I was more so, I wasn't surprised when I made it. But it's just kind of like shocking. Like, I watched so many great players from Indiana just grow up and become Indian All-Stars and do so much even after high school. It's just an honor. And to do it at a place like Attics too, where uh, you know those those that basketball tradition is, is second to none, uh, has, exactly. to, has to be pretty fulfilling for you. Yeah, it's crazy. What? So, what now for you? I mean, you are you doing stuff on your own as far as workouts go, or what's what's kind of your day to day routine right now? Right now, day to day, I usually probably wake up about nine ten, and I run about a mile and a half, and then I've been getting in the gym when I can sometimes, and I got an outside court that I've been going to every day. But then I got an open gym. I go to like Tuesdays and Fridays. And Mondays, I think we didn't have it today, though. Do you know when, what uh, you know if things get back to normal? What's kind of your when will you be off to school then? Uh, well, it was looking like it's not looking like we're going to go back in June or July. So I'm probably thinking maybe August. Hopefully, we just had a team meeting the other day, and our coach he just he's trying to see how things are playing out now. But he said he wouldn't really hope for July, but he'll probably say August. What's your opportunity there at Western Carolina? What's the uh, returning players look like? Will you have a chance to play right away? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, they got one. They have a senior point guard coming back, Mason. But, um, like, me and Coach Prosser and Coach Rack, we all had long talks about that. Like, he's he's actually um, going through the draft process right now. And so, like, I was just asking them questions about it and stuff. They were just talking about they know I can play really good off the ball and on the ball. So, with me and him – you know, playing off of each other a little bit. And they don't really have, other than him, there is really no point guards that they have. They're just lacking that position. So they told me I definitely got a chance to come in and it's 20 to 25 minutes there for me to play. And you said you're doing, uh, you basically have uh, Zoom meetings with the with the staff then? Yep, and the team. How many recruits do they have coming in? Uh, right now it was me, a guard from Texas, and then two wings, two big men, so four. Okay. And then looking at next year, I mean, how do you feel like you Attics is going to have a pretty good team again next year, do you think, that some pretty good uh, talent in place still coming back? Yeah, most definitely. Jalen, he uh, he got so much potential. I just see it in him every day. He work hard. He doesn't complain too much. And his size is going to tell the difference between it all. And he got post moves. He got a lot of potential. And Don Barnett. He long. He does all the little things that you need on the court. 
they should they should be fine next year definitely yeah Jalen Carson I think he had 26 in the uh, city championship game and really yeah. uh, made a difference of course you fouled out late in that game and I thought you know gosh it might be it might be <laughs> might be cur- curtains at that point and and uh, you had a lot of guys step up and and, and lead yeah. you guys that game yeah that was fun well sincere uh, best of luck to you and uh, really appreciate you doing this and coming on yes sir thank you awesome thanks so much yes sir appreciate it We'll be right back with our next segment with Bloomington South junior guard Connor Hickman. All right, back here with another segment on our Preps podcast, and uh, glad to be joined by Connor Hickman, a junior guard from Bloomington South. And uh, Connor, this has been a, a kind of a weird time for everybody, but especially the 2021 guys who were supposed to be getting ready for a senior year AAU travel ball, and instead you were uh, quarantined basically at home, trying to do whatever you can to, to get ready. Uh, what's your you know what's kind of your day to day now, Connor? What do you have going on as far as you know just just kind of doing stuff on your own mm-hmm. well it's definitely just you know it's just slow it's it's hard i mean usually i try to get you know some type of basketball workout in you know once or twice per day and sometimes and some kind of like you know workout you know lifting wise you know wake up be go go to elementary school near my house and shoot since you know most of the parks have been closed down you know trying to put in that social uh, distancing and then, you know, I've limited weights at home, so I have to do a lot of body weight stuff and just mostly just trying to stay busy and stay active so I don't, you know, fall behind. Good chance to work on your push-ups, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this has been, uh, you know, to kind of backtrack a little bit, Connor was part of a Bloomington South team that was 26-0 was, uh, and 0, uh, as we headed into the regional round. And, of course, we didn't get to the regional round, and, and nobody got a chance to go any further than that. What was your, you know, kind of the looking back two months ago now, it's it's hard to believe it's been that long ago now, but, but looking back to that point, Connor, how, how disappointed were you guys, you know, not to have that opportunity? You had a, had a lot of seniors, including Mr. Basketball, Anthony Leal, yeah. uh, part of that group, but uh, how disappointing was that not to get a chance to, to move forward and, and see what would have happened the rest of that season? I mean, it was, uh, it was pretty devastating for us, you know, 26 and 0 tied for the most wins in school history with no losses you know coming off uh, a sectional win i mean we were we were getting ready to go down to practice at seymour for regionals and we're, we're all warming up for practice at south before we uh, get to the bus and then we're all warming up you know we know that it's been debated and like news is coming out but we haven't heard anything so you know we were all feeling pretty good about our chances to be able to play and uh and then just just he told us to go sit down and gave us the news and everyone just kind of sat there i mean no one i mean no one knew what to do i mean no one's experienced something like that so i mean it was, it was pretty hard for all of us you know especially the seniors because that was their last year i mean just pretty much for everybody just because we knew how good we were and how good of a chance we had to win state i mean we're all really close friends so it was just it was really hard well, and I think everybody was kind of looking forward to the potential of a Bloomington South Lawrence North game, yeah. you know, in in the regional, and how much fun that would have been, and what a great it would have been, sort of uh, reminiscent of the Warren Central New Albany uh, atmosphere, I think, and yeah. and that sort of thing. And now I know we were a couple games away from that happening, but uh, was it hard not to think about maybe what that would have been like in, in that you know that showdown game? Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, just you mean. You, 
I'm sure you saw the Lawrence North Lawrence Central game, and that, I mean that was only a sectional. I mean it was crazy, and just to think that that most likely would have been state, and we, I mean we probably would have filled up Banker's Life, huge crowd. I mean just a great game with a lot of uh, D1 talent, and then you know Mr. Basketball candidates. It's just it's just hard not to think about how uh, great an experience that would have been. Well, Connor, I know you were, uh, you know, coming off a strong junior year, and, and I always look forward to the chance to see how those, how the junior class kind of uh, plays in the spring in AAU and, and in the summer, and, and what names kind of emerge, and, and, and how guys' games have progressed. And uh, of course, looking forward to this class is really, really strong uh, yeah. throughout the state, and, and a lot of a lot of great players. Uh, what, what, you know, what were your plans going to be uh, in the spring, and, and what are you kind of hearing now? Do you think there still will be a chance uh, to, to play some some travel ball? I mean, I was going to play with uh, Indiana Elite this summer with you know Trey Kaufman and Logan Duncombe, those guys, and I was really looking forward to that. I was going to, you know, play the spring, summer, and then evaluate my options. I thought this would have been a, a really big spring-slash-summer session for me. You know, I could have gotten my name out there, but it didn't happen. So, I mean, I hope I hope there's a chance. I mean, I, they, did they, didn't they already cancel uh, basketball in June, pretty much? Yeah, June uh, through June yeah. 30th. So the high school, yeah, you know, so. the, the Charlie Hughes and, and yeah. things like that are, are more than likely not going to happen. Uh, you know, we're still waiting to hear – on the potential of July, and you know, I know from talking to some some coaches and some people, you know, maybe there's a chance to play some in July, even if it's with the high school teams. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure you guys I are hoping that for that. Happens, yeah, like I mean, I hope they open it up. Like maybe they could do like late July and a little bit of August. I mean, I'm sure nobody would really have a problem with that. I mean, I'm sure just all kids in the 2021 class just want a chance to play. This Absolutely, kind of the last last chance for a lot of kids to get exposure and you know get their name out there well well speaking of that uh, recruiting aspect uh, connor i know you have a few offers already on the table uh, division mm-hmm. one uh, offers i think it was uh, toledo uh, offered last week right mm-hmm. yeah what other uh, what other offers do you have out there and and you know as we sit here on uh, in early may you know how, where do you feel like you're at in the recruiting process as far as you know how far along you are uh i have offers from elon Berman, bradley Evansville and then uh, Toledo, which I got last week. Uh, uh, I'm just kind of in. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I mean, those are all great schools. You know, I still feel like I really haven't gone through the recruiting process fully, like most other kids have. You know, I'm just, I'm just kind of waiting. I just really don't know what that happens. I really want to be able to, you know, get to play again and see what happens. But I mean, right now, I'm just gonna, you know, keep working out and keep seeing what comes along and you know if i'm ready to make my decision i will just just in a state of unsureness right now well yeah how 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 many of those schools that have offered have you been able to visit those schools yet uh i've been able to visit all all of them all the schools i have offered except for uh toledo because you know i just got that last week and we can't really go (laughs) take a visit right now sure but i've been to all those schools i mean they're all they're all really nice schools and great programs I was able to see all of them. Do you feel like there's maybe more, um, you know, offers coming? Are there other schools that are are talking to you that haven't offered yet? Yeah, I've I've, I've been talking to a lot of coaches. A lot of them are recruiting me pretty hard. Good schools like uh, uh, Dayton and Walford. Uh, there's a couple other other I can't think of off the top of my head, but uh, I've got some Ivy League schools looking at me. Uh, it's just you know just. 
I'm just waiting. <laughs> Absolutely. Just not, I'm just yeah, just not sure right now. What what's I do have options and I'm yeah. What's important to you, Connor? As you as you you know, always kind of curious what what the uh, top priorities are when when guys go through this process. What what do you what's kind of most important to you? What are you looking for in a in a, in a program in a school? I'm definitely looking at like uh, the players who are going to be there when I'm there. You know, seeing what kind of guys I would be around if they got the same mindset as me, and then you know the coaching staff, of course. You know, if it's a great coaching staff, you know, great group of guys, and then. Uh, of course, the school with uh, uh, good academics. Does it matter to you how far away from home you're playing in college? No, not really. Do you talk much? Do you talk much with uh, you know Anthony Leal and, and and Johnny Jager and guys like that who have been through this process already? Mm-hmm. I talk to uh, Anthony a lot about it. He gives some pretty good insight about you know just don't you know don't rush to make your decision you know when. When that school comes along, who's been talking to you, and it feels right, you know, go with it. You know, don't wait. But also, you can't rush it at the same time. And as you as you kind of uh, narrow this down, uh, Connor, what's uh, you know, is there a, a timeline you kind of want to have something done by? Is it is it you know, try to get something done before your senior year? I definitely want to you know have my decision like where I'm going to play set in place before the senior uh, season starts. That way. I can just focus on, you know, playing with my uh, playing with my friends and my teammates, just focusing on winning instead of having to worry about, you know, where my future is going to be. As, as you kind of go through this un, unknown, uh, you know, time we're all in right now. I mean, what's you, is it hard to stay motivated when you're just kind of working by yourself, or are you kind of a do you, do you enjoy doing that anyway? Uh, actually, I really enjoy. Uh, I have a. Uh, kid uh, who goes to North, uh, Nick Clyburn, I've been pretty much doing everything with him, and you know we've just been pushing each other, you know, uh, you know, asking each other if we want to go do this and this, you know, we've been keeping each other motivated, and it's just, you know, somebody, somebody's always working, so you always got to be working too. Absolutely. What's what's uh, what's it like playing for Jr. Holmes there at Bloomington South? It's uh, it's definitely a, a great experience. <laughs> I might say. I mean. Just somebody who knows so much about the game of basketball, and you know, cares about every player that goes through uh, his system. You know, it's uh, it's definitely a lot of learning. I mean, someone who has over 800 plus wins and over 50 years of coaching. I mean, it's definitely somebody you can learn from. I mean, one thing I've definitely learned is uh, watching other people and maybe experience this a little bit. Is just you don't talk back either. So I mean, that's a pretty good lesson to learn. <laughs> so what he says goes, and. You know, it's definitely it's definitely a good experience. Yeah, I'd say 800 plus wins in 50 years probably carries a lot of weight, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think he, he might know what he's talking about. Absolutely. Well, Connor, thanks so much for uh, coming on and and talking, and uh, you know, best of luck to you as you move forward in this process. Yeah, I'm sure. Thank you for having me. You bet. And stay tuned for our third and final segment. We'll be talking with Fort Wayne Snyder boys basketball coach Jeremy Roush uh, with their Feel for the Game website uh, that Roush and several other high school coaches from around the state uh, have put together. Well, back with another segment here on our Preps podcast, and uh, glad to be joined by Jeremy Rauch, the uh, coach, bas- boys basketball coach at Fort Wayne Snyder. And uh, Jeremy, you guys got something uh, cool going on. Uh, I've had a chance to look around at the website, feelforthegame.com, and a lot of different coaches, uh, you know, 
articles about uh, different aspects of either X's and O's of the of the game, or uh, you know, building chemistry. You know, all kinds of different things on the uh, website. Uh, kind of just you know, if you would just uh, you know, tell us a little bit about what this what this website is, and kind of how you guys got started, and and who's all involved with it. Absolutely. You know, you kind of just hit the nail on the head about what it is that we offer. And I think just as a whole, you know, the idea is for basketball players, you know, there's there's a technical side to it and then a tactical side. And the technical is like the basics and the fundamentals. Um, and, and then the tactical is those things only matter within a game approach or within gameplay and, and that tactical side. And, and so that's kind of the, the, the start of feel for the game at, at its root is the art of coaching, right? Like we can all learn. We all have these things in mind. We might all know X's and O's, but the way that we apply it to the kids or the way that we can apply it to gameplay is literally the game. And so that's kind of why it is feel for the game. And that's kind of how it started. Um, in in terms of a a platform to allow coaches resources to learn and to continue to grow, to continue to to improve at our craft. But also it's kind of evolved uh, even within the last few weeks of just being a platform for, for coaches to connect and for coaches to share. And for a lot of us, you know, we put so much time into this, and this is our passion. Um, so to be able to provide a platform to, to, to share our work and, and to highlight some different things from, like you said, in all varying uh, components of the game, to be able to kind of publish it in a way where other like-minded coaches can access it. Well, this was uh, this started on uh, April 10th, uh, Jeremy, and you guys, you, you guys have, have obviously put a lot of content out there. Was this something that – that happened through the uh, through the lockdown of the coronavirus lockdown, or was this something you already uh, kind of had things in place that were uh, that were ready to go? You know, it's been something that we've kind of tossed around for for a couple of years now. Particularly myself and Heath Howington, who's the head basketball coach at North Posey, right? And uh, and we're close also with Nate Kangany, who's uh, at Whiteland now. And so uh, we actually did a think tank with some coaches in Indy last uh, last summer, I guess. And, and some of those guys are the same type of basketball junkies that have already contributed to this as well. And and I think it stemmed from we wanted to be able to to broaden our scope of, of impacting people. And so in theory, that's kind of, we kind of tossed it around, but you know, then it became more locked down. We can't really do anything. I mean, literally if we're not going to get it off the ground now, like we never would, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's never a, uh, this is for, for that sort of thing. This is not a bad time for that because you've got some time to do it and, uh, and a willing audience, I think out there ready to consume uh, content. So, uh, well, and, and just the, just the willingness for so many of the coaches to to engage and to share to share their time and and solicit their knowledge uh, of all levels, you know, even to you know professional or semi professional coaches all the way to to high school coaches. What what you, you you said the feedback's been pretty good so far. What what has that you know has the level of engagement been you know kind of what you hoped it would be and 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 you know how many. Yeah, I guess how many different coaches do you kind of have involved with this so far that that have that have shared in one way or another? Yeah, so it's the the engagement and um, just the the 
the way that it's been received has been off the charts. I mean, it's it's surpassed any expectation that we would have had three weeks into it. And I think you're right. I think it's part delivering quality content, and it's part just the timing of everything. And everybody's kind of looking for engagement and looking for connection. And um, and I think that that's this has been a really good positive for for high school coaches, especially Indiana high school basketball coaches, to be able to engage in this way. Um, to put a number on coaches who have contributed, that's hard to say. I, you know, at being in the northern part of the state, you know, I kind of run the numbers and look at different different things from you know Fort Wayne up to like Valpo. We've got Coach Coleman tomorrow, and then and then obviously I've got some connections through AAU and different things around Indy and, and that type of thing. Is we've actually got probably I would say about twenty five coaches that would be like in the north semi state of varying levels and I know another probably 10 or 15 in, in around Indy area and then another probably 15 to 20 you know on the south side too of uh, you know, what would be the south so I stay so of you know anywhere from 1A to 4A so you know we just continue want, you know, we want to continue to to push for more you know contributions from other coaches like this is a site for coaches uh from coaches and so this you know it's isn't really a way for us to show everybody what we know you know it's a it's a way to learn and a way to grow and a way to give yeah it's a really cool forum uh, again feel uh, feel for the and you you can find you know just bouncing around here i see you know travis Steele, a, a twitter uh a talk with him the xavier coach who is of course from uh, Danville, Indiana, and then Jordan Holes did it. Did a Q and A with you. So a lot of different different names and different levels of basketball uh, beyond the high school level as well. So a lot of neat stuff on there uh, at uh, feelforthegame dot com. Uh, Jeremy, I know you know. Looking back, I know it's been a few weeks ago now, but uh, the end of the high school season, uh, you guys at Fort Wayne Snyder had a great year, nineteen wins. I got a chance to see you at uh, at the uh, Marion uh, Classic. Uh, okay. Yeah, it seems, seems like it was about a hundred years ago. But <laughs> at, at the uh, at the beginning of January, beat a, a good Zionsville team. Uh, up there you guys ended up winning your your sectional and uh, we're about to move on and play in the regional and of course nobody did that but uh, right. you know just just kind of you know go back to that that week I mean what was that like for you uh, personally and for your team kind of you know that that uh, process of being excited about a sectional championship to uh, you know to not being able to play in the regional round you know it was really interesting because when we went to the regional meeting on Monday it never even crossed our mind that it wouldn't be something that would that would actually come to fruition and you know then other levels are starting to cancel their games and, and it's like oh boy you know mm-hmm. it's, it may not be looking good and even then when the IHSA came out with limited audience and, and you know this and that we really felt like they were going to do everything that they could so it was devastating it was really disappointing um, you know it's not very often you feel like you might actually be the best team in the regional and I'm sure three other teams thought that too but you know we were so senior laden and, and such good leaders and such good kids that and and the neatest thing i think is is they wanted to continue to play you know a lot of times in march teams emotionally physically mentally they could be exhausted and been and just done and our guys weren't like that they wanted to continue to practice they wanted to continue to play and and that probably more than anything is what was disappointing what what did you have much of a chance to, to kind of digest it and, uh, you know, talk about it with your team or, or was it you know pretty much a deal where you kind of just had to, you know, let them know and, and disperse or were you even with them, I guess, when, to, to talk about this whole thing? Yes. Yeah, so it came out around lunchtime that Friday before regional Saturday and, um, 
you know, we, and it was postponed initially, um, but we just took the approach that this might be the last time we have everybody together. So we brought in our, our photographer to take our championship picture from, you know, from the, uh, from the sectional. And, you know, we kind of finished with, we had a little bit of closure with the huddle at the end and, you know, nothing that you'd, that you would like to end in that way. But in case that we don't have everybody in the same room again, you know, and then just thank them for their efforts and, and we brought a little bit of closure to it. How do your prospects look for next year? Well, we're, we're really excited. You know, this is going to be my fifth year at Snyder and, uh, you know, obviously you have to fight for your culture every day, but I think we've established some success by having good kids and, and that, that, that are hard workers. So, you know, we're not in a position where we're quite ready to reload, you know, with some of those guys were really good, but we're returning a junior all-star uh, in Michael Ely for a senior season. Um, he's the one returning starter that we'll have. Then we had a couple of rotational pieces that were sophomores um, that, I, you know, they'll be juniors. And I think they're really, really talented uh, and got a chance to be nice players. And then, you know, after that, we've got one more kid that got some minutes, especially late in the year. But, um, you know, then it's it's kind of open season. And, and that's what we talked to him today about. Uh, met, met with him on Zoom. And, you know, the first thing we said was find ways to lift up other people, you know, and, and that it could be a stressful time. And even within our Snyder basketball community, a devastating time for some. And, uh, you know, I think that's the biggest thing that we can do. And, and is the spirit of feel for the game is find ways to, to impact other people. Uh, and then when it's focused now on basketball, they've got to develop their skill set foundation. You know, we've, if we come back in November and we have guys that don't have a left hand, you know, I mean, yeah. there's just no reason for that. They, they or don't have footwork. There's just no reason for that. So, you know, continue to improve their skills, and we have a lot of guys that are fighting for fighting for spots. Well, that yeah, that that's talking to somebody else about that. That'll be a uh, you can tell who's going to have been working on their game and who hasn't been after this uh, yeah, after exactly. this is over with. Uh, I had a chance to see Michael Ely play uh, a little bit, and I think he's one of the more. Uh, I don't want to say overlooked or or whatever, but that class is just so deep that uh, maybe you you know maybe you forget about him. But he's he's a really nice player. And uh, what what what's kind of his uh, recruiting interest at this point? As as uh, and I know we can't you know there's no AAU right now and a chance for these guys to play in front of coaches, unfortunately. But uh, but where are things stand with him right now? So he's got a handful of Division One offers, uh, IUPUI, Ball State. Um, He's got Miami, Ohio, and Evansville. So, uh, and he's had such a good season this year. He averaged about 22 points a game, and we were super excited for him to have a breakout AAU season um, for that exposure. Because you're right, you know, he is kind of not necessarily under the radar. That would that would be a disservice because he is an Indiana junior all star, and, and deservedly so. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's not on the UIBL, or he's not on this prolific AAU team that is just going to get the best most exposure by virtue of being on that team so you know he does have to kind of work for that um and and we felt like this was the time for that this spring and the summer so you know hopefully he's going to have a good fall and hopefully coaches are able to come out and and see some things but you know he's he's one that's just scratching the surface of his potential he continues to grow physically you know and especially with his height and also mentally emotionally he's he's a kid that's he started out as a shooter just kind of a specialist as a freshman and he continues to get better every year and he's adding to his game to a point where you know he's impossible to keep in front of he's got a good middle game he can score at all three levels um, you know, so I think he's got a chance to really have a breakout senior season as well. 
You know, Jeremy, you mentioned you're you're also involved in on the AAU scene some, as, as, along with high school basketball. You know, what are your you know? I, I know nobody knows anything for sure at this point, but what what are your hopes for uh, the rest of the summer? Do you think we'll able you know be able to see some some basketball? I know the you know the Indiana State superintendent. You know, she said uh, last week kind of clarified that all schools are closed through uh, June 30th. So you know, it at least be beyond that point. But are you still hopeful that maybe uh, you're able to do some things uh, later on this summer? Yeah, we're hopeful for something in July. I think it'll probably not be scholastic. You know, I think that we can hope maybe for a couple EYBL sessions or I guess a couple open sessions for for uh, recruiting and, and evaluation. But, um, you know, it's still kind of up in the air, and, and it might even leak into August. It's hard to tell, which is going to get into to fall sports and, and going back to school. So, you know, I, to answer your question, we're definitely hopeful of, of some opportunity, at least just to get in the gym and see our guys, you know, both from an AAU perspective and also from a high school basketball perspective. Absolutely. Well, again, uh, Jeremy Rouch from uh, Fort Wayne Snyder, and it's uh, feelforthegame.com uh, is the uh, website. Uh, a lot of good stuff there. A lot of coaches uh, involved with that, and I think uh, it's instructive for a lot of, you know, even if you're just a fan of basketball, you know, to go on there and read uh, what some of the coaches have put on there and some of the discussion uh, points on there, or if you're a, you know, whatever level of, of coaching that you're into, there's a lot of great uh, information there. Uh, to find there on feelforthegame.com and uh, and really appreciate you coming on Jeremy and talking about this. Yeah, thank you very much for for highlighting. It's been it's been a lot of work with with some guys to get us started, but but now it's kind of running itself and we have so many coaches that want to contribute. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks so much Jeremy. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of our Preps Podcast. Uh, Thanks for being with us. Uh, A lot of cool stuff coming this week on IndyStar.com, including the continuation of our Build-A-Team, the 64-team bracket, uh, voting open until Wednesday at noon uh, for the second round of that uh, fictitious tournament. But it's been a lot of fun to hear from people about uh, what we've done with that, and uh, we'll be on to the Sweet 16 here after Wednesday. Uh, so that's been a, a kind of a fun project as we go through this uh, coronavirus pandemic and everything being shut down. And I uh, hope everybody stays safe out there and uh, join us next time here on uh, Preps Podcast. Thank you.